Okay, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Dead. I am Sanjeet. I have Dhruv with me, and we have a very special recurring guest, Arjit, who's recorded with us for over fifteen hours. I don't know how many hours, but <laughs> <laughs> you can check out the other episodes. Where I have, we, yeah. where Surprised that he keeps on returning, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today we are talking about. Um, Horror recommendations to be very specific, but we are going to diverge into other territories. Like horror how we do, is big, okay? So like how we diverge do, into horror. Like how mm-hmm. we do with other Arijit. We've done with other Arijit episodes as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here we we'll go with uh, recommendations that are that we'd like you to watch. And uh, okay, Dhruv, would you want to? I have a lot of questions. Can I go first with the questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll go. Yes, okay. I'll say something, yeah. but after yeah. that, yeah. Dhruv asks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay, okay. So no, no, basically, my uh, thing with this, yeah. I went on a, I went on a sort of horror spree mm-hmm. uh, recently. So yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, like, is there mm-hmm. something that you guys will? define as a horror film right and this is like a question i've i've kind of kept on thinking about so basically there are dramas and other types of films which yeah. terrify me equally sometimes right so like mm. for you guys what exactly is horror like is does it need to have that genre tag does it need to have like a ghost to be qualified as horror like what what's mm. the metric by which you think uh, arjit arjit you go you go first I will go first. Acha. Yeah. Okay. So why? Because I'm in this no bullshit art house phase. That's <laughs> no, no, no. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> no, but yeah. No, it's a nice question actually because I, I, and incidentally, there's this. Uh, I was about to recommend this film, but let's just talk about. There's this film, Filipino film, Kisab Mata. Mm-hmm. So Kisab Mata is. I'm. I'll just say like I'm not saying anything about it. So Kisab Mata mm-hmm. is not. Ex- has not no connection to horror or anything like it is just a story it's a real life event mm-hmm. and it's just been filmed but when yeah. you watch that film you're constantly in dread and even we had this conversation some of the friends in letterbox where they said even i said that i am very surprised that this is categorized under horror in letterbox mm-hmm. they said that this is there because it, you're constantly in that fear of it so i mm-hmm. think at, there is no such there should not be any such uh, tags as such in horror having huh. said that of course if you if you go back to the genres past like how universal started like when universal started i mean huh. at that point of time now we don't we see frankenstein as normal frankenstein yeah at yeah. that point of time it was pretty much there were like scare there were screams and there were yeah, chills yeah, yeah. 
yeah. fear inducing thing and basically yeah. the idea of doing horror was like sitting in the dark and mm. you know we all of us sitting and sharing that collective fear collective, collective yeah. trauma mm-hmm. i think that is how it started and that's why this tropes develop squeaky doors Uh, yeah. floorboards doing squeaky sounds mm. there is creaks Crows. and yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so so i think that's why we talk about tropes and all that I, but now mm. horror has expanded so much it's mm. literally difficult to uh, categorize something as very specifically a horror in that sense because i mean we have all these subgenres as well, slasher actually yeah yeah right? yeah, 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 yeah yeah and go <clears throat> and all yeah, these yeah, yeah. and there is the psychological horror for example mm. existential horror i don't know like there's like you can just keep on cure. going on right with yeah, this just like existential... which you have slept through sanjeet just to just <laughs> off kiyoshi ko so sabha now in fact you know uh, I'll, i'll say i mean i don't i'm not liking art house films right now but uh, ingmar bergman made these films and some of which are like properly categorized under horror but to yeah. if you if you peel off those uh, layers it's just basically uh, the same existential dread the existential horror right right it's right it's about yeah. in all of his films yeah. so yeah. technically a seven seal is also supposed to be a horror i mean it's showing medieval plague yeah. right. it's also in a way it's horror or maybe winter light is also i, I can't believe i'm saying winter light is a horror but <laughs> in a way no, it's, I, it's, but Honestly, uh, that's a great example. Like I've been yeah. thinking about Bergman only uh, in relation to this. Actually, just mm. you know, one of the recurring voices that is mm. like horrifying in my uh, head is cries and whispers. May her illness's voice, mm. and she like shrieks about mm. four or five times at the beginning yes. of of yes. the film. Yes. I'm not spoiling anything mm. as such, but. Mm. that to me sends like chills down my spine like to me that does like for me at least that would count as horror at least that moment would i don't know if the film would or anything but like mm-hmm. that that chilling feeling uh, that's rooted in like genuine fear and emotion i think that's uh-huh. uh, that if if it if it gives you like a primal effect of like you know mm-hmm. uh, chill down your spine or like jump mm. even jump scare which is mm-hmm. i guess there are there i guess that's my other question which i was leading up to like is there like a hierarchy mm-hmm. in which like you can judge which if effect of like horror is is better for you or worse for you like is a jump yeah. like like the big example here is like jump scare is lesser than chill down your spine like that way like how, do you yeah. guys like categorize that or is it just like well, how does that go sanjeet, sanjeet you can go first sanjeet, 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 yeah. yeah no no so uh, uh I was just thinking about the same question, the previous question today itself, yeah, because yeah. I was I was listening to our uh, Midnight Mass podcast, uh, the episode for Midnight Mass. I had listened to our podcast because I hadn't heard yeah, after. Uh, <laughs> so after we heard the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I hadn't heard what we spoke about. So even I had forgotten about what we spoke about uh, in the episode. So I was just wondering about this uh, a very similar thing, and you know, uh, you wrote it in the because you uploaded it. Yeah. you wrote it in uh, in description how of, of how uh, about like the art house and mainstream mixture of mike flanagan's um, mm. horror universe and all of that yeah. and i was kind of thinking similarly on the on the lines ke how horror is is kind of so diverse ke because most of it is driven by the fact you can have this collective uh, thing with with the people and mm. it 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 you know you can have immediate reactions to it it is very yeah. instantaneous right. Right. right and some of some horror films or shows have this long lasting effect like you know 
like if True. if you don't get that whole horrific thing happening at at uh instantaneously you get affected by it post the your viewing of it right right so right. i was just wondering what it i didn't have like a question or something but uh like how arijit said uh, we've given all these tags and all just so that it can classify as something of an of, of as part of an experience i think mm-hmm. I so mean, that makes all... it that makes it easier that's it yeah. yeah i mean that's also how like critics will write right that yeah, one yeah, yeah. with like genre smashing or like genre jumping yeah, yeah. or like whatever yeah. like it's easy whatever, it's whatever, also yeah It's a, it's yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah. I'll say like uh, it's hmm. a very common thing. I think which I, I'll speak of Godard again. I think I'm hmm. bullshitting Artaus and I'm also quoting all these names. <laughs> But anyway, so so Godard had, like there was Satyajit Ray had once said that you know uh, why you, uh, a lot of filmmakers try to emulate Godard, but they fail huh. because Godard understood the form inside out first and then right. he broke the rules. Right, so, right. For right. I think any uh, genre, not hmm. just horror, any genre, thriller or western or war or anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah we have the tropes we have those elements and some of those tropes subconsciously or like somehow they creep into it the tropes mm. are there for our reference but they should not be like limitations like if absolutely absolutely yeah. i mean in cinema we can't do that right i mean anywhere yeah. in art we can't do that we have to have specific tropes i mean yeah. then we have to discard a lot of great horrors and a lot of mm. uh, films Uh, conversely a lot of films which are art house will also be excluded absolutely yeah. M- yeah. most most 824 stuff <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a... <laughs> the whole entire ghost story like that film the ghost story so that will be like no no this this can't be horror but that's like one of the greatest horrors i think hmm. i mean uh, this hmm. is david lowry is a ghost david lowry is exactly yeah, yeah, ghost story yeah. Yeah. it's one of my favorite films and i i'll have to say like it's one of the greatest horrors ever made so yeah it is, is it, like it a, is like the existential chill that film gives is totally, very totally mm. i could yeah, sleep yeah. on nights i mean and i was yeah. not even i mean while watching the film i was like what is this happening and right now as i speak i wish i could switch on my camera i'm having goosebumps thinking about that because yeah. stuck in a space time vortex forever and ever and ever mm. yeah. so long that you were not able to so i mean totally so yeah yeah i mean even like for me something like 2001 is flat out horror like in in many absolutely yeah, like yeah. i uh-huh. uh, when i watched it i was just like even it's so creepy and it's so like full of like that strangeness uh, not mystery but like strangeness yeah hell yeah. speaking like the day yeah i i used to get anxiety listening to like i have i've rewatched uh, 2000 halka all those dialogues used to make me very anxious all the time oh yeah yeah that's i think that's it's, pretty intentionally horrific also like on the yeah, yeah, yeah. right? so, yeah, yeah. yeah and he understood kubrick very well understood what horror actually stood for i mean not I mean, not considering Shining as is, you know, the true blue horror thing. Mm-hmm. I think Clockwork mm-hmm. Orange also works as a, oh, although yeah, it's like a satire. It's a satire, yeah, but yeah. No, it's a horrifying satire. It's a horrifying, <laughs> horrifying. Exactly. <laughs> because, and he was doing it in seventies when when people didn't mm-hmm. even understand these things. Uh, early seventies, right? I think early seventies. And if you if you if you if you, it was seventy one, I think, but or mm-hmm. whatever. I think if you if you look at it very closely, mm-hmm. the themes and everything uh, mm-hmm. in Clockwork in Orange were. what if you put it in a film i i don't know if you guys have seen uh, i mean dhruv has seen uh, the horror anthology ghost stories anthology uh, mm-hmm. on netflix uh-huh. the dibakar uh-huh. banerji one uh-huh. mm-hmm. you can literally take those themes and put it in that and it's exactly the same thing uh-huh. just he has dibakar banerji has taken from like yeah, yeah. which yeah. i absolutely love uh, uh-huh. the, the totally, shot totally. the horror shot the only so shot. i mean 
the only shot and the only one yeah <laughs> and that's a, that's such a good way to use metaphor for for horror yeah. i mean like, it's implied like, horror and everything else that that comes yeah. with it but it's, it's a, like no hmm. it's the it functions on two levels right it's right. functioning on the messaging level and it's functioning exactly. on the exactly on the exactly. actually yeah, yeah, yeah. scary yeah. level it's not like mm-hmm. prioritizing one over the other yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. so i think so, uh, in fact i think it's nice you mentioned kubrick sanjeev that uh, hmm. i mean i think kubrick is kind of one of the finest horror directors ever because if you see yeah even eyes wide shut eyes wide shut <laughs> it's uh, i mean what the fuck is that sense <laughs> yeah. of this one i mean so and even like that film uh, the one with the vietnam war i forgot the name uh, uh, full metal jacket full metal, full metal jacket, jacket. Mm-hmm. even that is i mean it is it works in that space, same space yeah yeah, yeah. If you, if i think I think his style itself does no like his style in all of his films is so like precise and, he, and, and like he's like mm, very intentionally kind of he will yeah. make it this very cold and calculated kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. so that you are freaked out yeah. mm-hmm. I mean don't speak like this that's why I think a lot of people who like uh, not ape but are inspired by his style like their films also have that quality right I mean Yorgos Lanthimos seeing the Lantimos, first one yeah, yeah. Totally. who's uh, like killing just to mention deer. it because i'm not going to mention it later the killing of a sacred deer sacred is one deer. of the few Fantastic. films which has legitimately made me ill in the cinema Fantastic. hall Fantastic. i was yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. sick <laughs> and it's a compliment yeah that yeah, i was yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. yeah he does that he that's anxiety yeah, yeah. even yeah. i mean he's to actually very very much inspired by kubrick for favorite also from yeah. barry lyndon oh, yeah. that's Lyndon, a yeah. sap- totally, sep- totally. separate thing but you know uh, all these filmmakers now i mean look at the like if you look at let's say horror films in the 70s like the classics the classics like rosemary's mm-hmm. baby and then exorcist right mm-hmm. those are like the peak i mean the top right. two right. if you want to and shining uh, club that in just because i am here do you want to exclude you want to shine in 80s now Okay, seventies. Yeah. You're saying okay, mm. got it. Okay. Uh-huh. But was uh, uh, Rosemary's Baby's was uh, was was sixty nine or something? Sixty seven, sixty nine. Polanski was on a run, like he did absolutely, this, yeah. And then and what was the other other thing? Repulsion. Yeah, repulsion. repulsion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic film. And then and then now you look at the the current horror thing that is the horror new wave, if you want to call it. I mean, like I think twenty years down the line, we make all this uh, the new horror wave, uh, considering whatever Flanagan. Eggers and uh, uh, Ari Aster have been doing. Mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, the new A twenty four thing, which has been like a cult, which has like a cult following, and mm-hmm. uh, I think you look at that and you see. I think there has been development in that genre very well. Like we've right. developed, developed. Uh, it has developed it's, as a genre. Can I be honest? It's facing thing. a proper backlash of late. But but see, it's it's what see sometimes it's like we don't know what. a certain film would have been at at that present moment right mm-hmm. and maybe looking back it works so well right yeah yeah i think we are going we are going through that phase and today's times are very divisive anyway mm-hmm. more or less yeah. we no, have but, so many opinions on so many things i feel so yeah. i think divisive opinions are a part of today's culture i feel yeah 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 that that's uh, mm-hmm. but i i think in that sense Uh, I'll just quote one thing from Tarantino. He said once about westerns. Hmm. He said, "Like I'm not hmm. a fan of the art house westerns. Hmm. So you still have to make a western first." Hmm. So yeah, it's the same thing that I I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling repulsive about this. But just about <laughs> horrors these days, since you mentioned this thing, like these days I see, hmm. I'm not specifically saying eight to four, but mostly there's this attempt to uh, be woke or 
through in that political political messaging that for sure happens i agree with that powers the genre Like, but that like, overpowers any genre everything yeah, yeah that's yeah. true so so yeah. i mean and for me it's like i mean i'm here to if i'm here to watch a horror i have to be scared mm. first freak me out first the yeah. messaging will come behind it if it's genuinely yeah. freaking absolutely. me out there absolutely. has to be you know, something behind it strangely it, enough this this is like perfect yeah. examples of two films one written mm. by jordan peel not directed by him but one written mm. and directed by jordan peel like, this is like the this is the two sides of it like the first side of it i think where the social messaging and the horror parts uh mesh well i mean i still don't think get out is like a great great horror film i just i think it's a much more potent uh social Satire? message horror film so kind Satire. of or whatever you want to put it like that mm-hmm. but that is like a great example of how i guess it works successfully but like i think mm-hmm. candy man is a one in which you can i at least felt that uh, the latest mm-hmm. candy man Mm-hmm. that uh, the social message was so heavily placed over the oh. slasher film that the slasher film mm-hmm. kind of just got lost somewhere uh, mm-hmm. in that's the midst of it yeah. i mean yeah, but that's again only me I, but i know it's faced a lot of similar criticism on on the fact that the subtext is not subtext at all it mm-hmm. is no like, i'm saying like that's disappointing because the original candyman is so fantastic because it's yeah 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 going in i watched it very torture. recently Yeah. I also watched it very recently because I want to watch the new one. That's it. Uh, no, no, the new one has oh, interesting reason. things in it, though. Like, there's <laughs> definitely interesting things. It's just yeah. uh, no. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I mean, so people like say James Wan is not doing this, but James Wan is not there to do this. Like, he's freaking you out. Of course, mm-hmm. there's one message behind that. Obviously, he's not. Maybe I'm not comparing yeah. it with any other director. So yeah. there are these recent complaints I hear, like, oh my god, this is like just. Feel for the sake of fear. Where's the subtext behind? The subtext will follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The subtext is, is always there. I think, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you are going for a genre, the yeah. genre has to be there first. Like, like and yeah. it's not like I'm saying like it's a mandatory. Sometimes the genre can also be subverted in a way. Or, yeah. Actually, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe so, if if, it's, if the story commands it, it'll come naturally to it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, it's I mean, the it's it's the whole thing, right? If you experience something, you learn from it more than mm-hmm. if someone right, lectures right, you right. about it. Uh, so, so I think that that I is. I want to see uh, Sanjeev has given this uh, Dibagar Banerjee's uh, short yeah. that example. So even in that, like, so first we are like freaked out. We are not when we are watching it. We are not thinking about the dystopian future and whatever the commentary is. I am not yep. telling that. But so, but there are like these little dialogues when they are saying, "Ki jo unhe khate hai, unko wo nahi khate. They don't eat, hmm. yeah. Those who prey on, so they don't eat them. So yeah. those kind of things. Like then they are saying how how pricey are onions? So onions are like gold. So yeah. They are so pricey these days. So yeah. this is going these little small small things, but mm-hmm. it's freaking you out step by step. Yeah, yeah. It's a very sort of bridge. it's masking the subtext, right? Or masking and the message in genre, right, right. which and which is the I think. Energy, yeah, it might have been very difficult for him to do that because he he's one of one that kind of a person who wants to go straight head on political, but there yeah. he had to stay in his. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think sphere. he's done that even recently with his more sort of viral oh, movies or oh. Sandeepar Pinky, which we've yeah, yeah, talked yeah. endlessly about on this podcast. So <laughs> we'll refrain to do it more. Uh, so Sanjeet is frozen right now. Uh, so oh, you know he's back. Sanjeet is coming and going. <laughs> yes, Sanjeet, how are you? Late night internet problems, my friend. <laughs> okay. 
Are you sure it's are you sure there's no not one of those whatever host movie ghosts mm-hmm. somewhere around here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, okay. Okay. Uh, I have to sleep also, my friend. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, okay. Do you yeah. have anything to say, Sanjeet, on the whole uh, subtext and text? No, no, no. I, I, I mostly agree with whatever Arijit said. Okay. So, I mean, before, before to be honest, we've answered whatever I was uh, going to ask. So, there is nothing else to ask, <laughs> honestly. The only, only thing I was going to ask, one more thing, I guess, is how do like 70s and 80s horror films, and I, I guess I'm specifically mentioning like Exorcist, uh, the oh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Halloween, the original, not, not mm. films. Uh-huh. Uh, like, how do they like, you know, uh, how do they... What terms do people, you know, new audiences give to them in like a modern horror landscape, right? Because I I was doing this thing on the Exorcist ones where the reception on it has changed so much since the time it had released, right? Earlier, it was the most frightening thing thing people had ever seen. Now, a lot of people find it comical because there's like, Uh uh, the effects are so dated, I guess, in some senses, right? But, but the... It's been derived into so many other things. It's, it was bound to happen, right? It is yeah, yeah, it was. It's a cultural phenomenon, so yeah. Yeah, but, but the weird thing is, I, as someone who watched it much later, right? Like, hmm. like I watched it, I think, four, four or five years back now. Okay. Uh, I had heard both sides of this so much. Uh, hmm. The the sort of horror it's the scariest mm-hmm. thing ever mm-hmm. and, okay. the, and the oh it's dated like everyone laughs mm. at it right, right. Mm. and then for me the weirdest thing was it was scary because it was so sad like yeah. the whole film had like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. saddest mm-hmm. tone right. to it like it was right. quiet and bleak and disturbing just because like how broken people became after like the spirit captured one of the innocent people like to me, that aspect, like I never anticipated that. And maybe, and I always yeah. say that I think I was maybe wrong footed by the first sequence because the first sequence of the Exorcist is one of the most creepy things I've yeah. seen Actually, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. expected like directly to go into this town where you have like this uh, thing with this uh, family and all that. You're tuned like that with modern horror, yeah. I think, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Here, this goes directly to some desert and it's like completely quiet. Actually, and I, I just experience of watching it was it just completely wrong-footed me and every expectation i had of it was upended in that sense right mm-hmm. but like how do you pitch a horror film of like 70s and 80s if you're recommending to people right what do you pitch it as do you pitch it as like a psychological horror because it has more like of that quiet tension mm-hmm. and not a lot of the jump scares uh or do you like pitch it as a straight-up horror film like if you were recommending that is uh, this become this has become a, a much more convoluted question than I thought. I but, I don't know if, if there's a right way to recommend it to someone uh, hmm. because I feel if if one has the right kind of an experience, mm-hmm. Exorcist will still work. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no way Exorcist won't work unless you're being disturbed by a phone or people. I mean, if given <laughs> the right condition, I mean, and this is just according <laughs> to popcorns <me>. too. <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever works for you. I mean, whatever works for any individual person. I think Mm. Exorcist works irrespective of of the time. I feel. I mean, this is the whole idea of of timeless horror, right? Exactly. exactly. And and I feel uh, ten years down the line, or maybe like fifteen years down the line, we'll have films that have that have been derived from whatever today's horror has been. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that will become, and then fifteen years later, we'll be talking about oh, was 
midsummer actually horrific it's you not so i mean it is for me <laughs> i mean it is for me so, so i was being yeah no, but no, midsummer I mean, is I, like I mean, a direct... or, or, let's take some Strong. other example yeah. let's 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 take some other no example. no like, i was kidding uses, i was kidding yeah i was, I was uh, let's take the witch only i mean whatever yeah. Yeah. i mean but because people can straight up look at the witch and call it not horrific at all right yeah but then it it, it still is in some sense right so it, mm. it's the same i think whatever you want to call conundrum or whatever but interesting you mentioned this because there's this film a two four film that released not so mm. legally two three days ago it's mm. called lamb lamb right i haven't right. watched it but there were a lot of talks about lamb this that that so, so someone mentioned the lamb is also a horror film so mm. i mean in terms of because it's going back to referencing some of those 90s films i don't know which films they were talking about mm. i have read that exactly so i think uh, this especially now that we have in terms of content like story or themes is saturated at such a level mm. obviously there's some amount of things that to be recycled i mean you mentioned with so much Mm-hmm. for me yeah. i i was like i mean this is to taking from wicker man or like taking from haksan and taking from <laughs> yeah so all those gothic films but i mean that that's also integral part of uh, recycle i'm in fact surprised that the exorcist hasn't been rebooted or like no one has made an attempt to like remake or do something so i would be interested yeah. if it's done in a way no but i was setting. i was quite aware about wicker man when i went into midsummer but okay. it still worked for me with someone no. uh-huh. because of I mean, whatever ari astro was doing it was really so effective so but if have the context then it's okay but sometimes if you exactly my point yeah i i honestly think if i didn't watch the wicker man i would like it so much much more i i so thought yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. derivative like to me at least and it is it, it is extremely even don't uh, even uh, his earlier film hereditary is so much derivative of innocence and don't look now right mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. these i mean Don't look now, so though it's it's completely inspired, In sense, right? It was more like, huh? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I okay, mean, no, creating I, a family uh, drama, which is a part of like a horror film, which it doesn't really. I mean, that is what Hereditary is, really, right? Okay, I I I, mean, I watched the Innocence with, just now, and it's going to be one of my recommendations. Dealing so. with dealing with trauma and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, trauma horror. That's like. Ha, so very, I mean, Ari Aster yeah. is is completely inspired by those horror films. He to said no that Hereditary is not a horror film. It is not. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's how is he it not. I think Ari it's pretty Aster creepy. I mean, like it is it is creepy, but I think that's part of the whole genre things that he's. But then what what about like the end where it goes completely horror? <laughs> like what? I mean, that's the whole fun part, right? That's why I think it it was okay. like I mean it was divided into one section of people who were like this is the problem, one section of people. Ha! My oh, my problem with the film is that like it's always been that like it's yeah. too strict. Uh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just I'm accumulating people to kill me, right? Because I have told <laughs> the shy. All 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 like, hereditary. Hot I don't like Midsummer. I don't like. So, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's uh, hereditary. Like it. I like. Sorry, uh, I just don't like the last one. Uh, anyways, we should move on to recommendations. Recommendations. Okay. Yeah. Who's, Who's going, going first? I'll go first because my recommendations will end really quickly. I don't really talk a lot about them. Okay. In general, <laughs> in general. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the first one which I'll recommend is uh, an Assamese film called Kothanodi, which is directed by Bhaskar Zareka, mm-hmm. and um, I watched it last year, whatever I think sometime, and I I stumbled upon it with, with, without any context. 
So Bhaskar Hazarika's name I had heard because of uh, the Amis. the Amis, yeah, which everyone had heard about. I hadn't seen Amis at that point. So Bhaskar Hazarika was just a name who had made Amis, and Amis was everything that people spoke about uh, for a fairly good amount of time. And you know, mm-hmm. it was like very uh, people didn't know about it and all of that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And and Kothanodi was. such a different experience because mm-hmm. first of all it's a different language so i'm getting to learn so much about that culture and yeah, it is yeah. based on a folklore yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. so another such a such a vast uh, experience that is in terms of just like viewing activity mm-hmm. and it is not really horror in terms of you know uh, how yeah. you've come Obviously. to yeah. no horror right. like how we've discussed before mm-hmm. it is more supernatural which mm-hmm. makes sense because it's like a fable right mm-hmm. it's a fable kind of a story mm-hmm. and there are things there are like multiple stories that are converging and some of them don't converge but they they're existing in the same ecosystem right. and to right. talk of it it's so well directed because mm-hmm. it cuts from one storyline to another storyline but you remember everything what is happening in every storyline right right mm-hmm. and um, like i'll just read out i mean there's there's no synopsis as such it's just four different tales and it's reimagined about like uh, a story about different mothers who are like mm-hmm. are demons or you mm-hmm. know or 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 actually it's about not just mothers it's about women only i think mm-hmm. uh but it's just bloody good i don't know how else to describe it I without think, giving away that's the point where you say like horror i think even like thematically Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's saying about the horrors of uh, women in this hmm. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially from our cultural past, the the trauma of women, how they were hmm. oppressed. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they were almost like a commodity. I think, I think that's where. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, there's this one storyline too, where where I just felt like punching that lady who's like, uh. I mean, it was an extreme reaction because that story would make you uh, mm-hmm. reach at that, you know, reach your threshold at some point. Mm-hmm. Because it is very much, you know, depressing to see one of those stories happen. Uh, Arjit, you know, you probably have gotten the one that I'm talking about is yeah, the yeah, mother, yeah. the mother track, which is uh, you know, the, the stepdaughter track, which is which I was referring. Sanjeev, to. this episode is coming after Midnight Mass, in which you have also wanted to punch another lady. So, <laughs> my <saying>. God, <laughs> there's a commonality appearing here. <laughs> no, but but then I mean I mean uh, with that I I spoke I gave a re- I, I sort of reasoned know, it out about those uh, like those of characters course. right the, so those yeah. certain characters yeah. which are you know uh, twisted according to your tale right here yeah. the tale is only completely twisted that the right. characters right. don't really have to do anything it's just Got the it. tale yeah. which is extremely uh, antagonizing. Hmm. in itself it's actually very minimally made film very minimally film. made yeah 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 so i mean i mean so wait can i can i ask a question because i have not seen the film uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to see it where is it it, it, it was available on movie but now i think it's available it's streaming on sony live along okay. with bhaskar azarika's amis as well got it i mean amis is also a recommendation for people who like to watch a yeah, horror amis, film fantastic But, but uh, wait so the fable like nature of it is a bit like the Guillermo Guillermo del Toro film or is it more like to do with tumbard or something like that it's Cocaine not really gothic it's, okay 
I mean, it's very Assamese kind of. Uh, ha, it's very specific, culturally rooted. Very culturally sure. rooted. Got it. It's very culturally rooted. Okay. And uh, I mean, I don't know what better way to describe because it's not like a, it's not really, really a. I mean, it's a reimagining, I think, of a t- of of the whole fable. So I think hmm. it's it's the whole uproot the whole rooted nature comes in along with the specifics of that place. Got it. Uh, so right. even but if I you're think... unaware about it, it it will still work for you as a as a film. Yeah, because the universality of the themes. I mean, yep. they yeah, work yeah, yeah. through these specific points, the specific characters, specific locations yeah, 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 of the yeah, story. Yeah. Kind yeah. of filters through it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So how does this compare to something like Bulbul, which I know you don't like? Bulbul is. Is is more expressionistic in that ah, okay. sense. So more gothic and all Bulbul that. Sanjali Love and Charlie. This is this is not gothic. This is like okay. completely watered down version Tartan. of okay. anything Bulbul that Sanjali Love and Charlie taking Tagore and Satyajit Ray. What is this description? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, if, I, I tell you what, Bulbul. No, no, the, the, the seed of the film, is, uh, <laughs> Ray Satyajit Ray's film, Charu Lata. Charu Lata, absolutely. Yeah. Wife, which is actually a short story by Tagore. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Short yeah. story is actually a self-reflection on Tagore's own life, because yeah. when when Tagore was a child, uh, like he was like I think thirteen, fourteen years old, his elder brother got married, and hmm. he had this relation with his sister-in-law, hmm. like a lot of affection and understanding. Because those days, because his sister-in-law was this kind of a Kadambari Devi, she was this kind of person okay. who was she was intellectual. She used to write. And mm-hmm. sing and all that, but she never got right. from from her husband. It's totally charulata. So, so yeah, absolutely charulata. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Minus that horror, that horror thing they added, and they you know the Bansali thing, the color and and all that thing. <laughs> so collision, just, like a, a colliding three masterful things to create something. Very you can fill in the blanks. Whoever likes it, yeah. I don't mind the film actually. So I no, I'm, I mean it's okay. Yeah. No, it's okay. Least, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like people who know where it's coming from, they will immediately like. I mean, we were actually like, and there were a lot of professors I know and scholars. They were like, "Oh my God, this is too much of Tagore and Charlie." Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I never thought about it that way, but now that I think it is. Now you like it even less. There is, I will tell you. In fact, there is. I mean, I don't like it. I'm still okay with it. I mean, it, I'm yeah. not saying I'll, it's I'll tell you, there's a lot of the lot of similarity with. Uh, there's there's this uh, Bangladeshi author. Humayun Ahmed, he he writes this. Uh, he has a fictional character called Missy Ali. Missy Ali is a uh, psychiatrist, and he also dabbles in supernatural horror. So people consult him for their. Uh, so each story is like that. So someone faces some supernatural problem, they consult Missy Ali. Have you seen this movie called Pari? I have. Doesn't it have like those the similar elements? That, mal, no? Yeah, the similar elements. Pari, the one which was about? which copied from Let the Right One In. Is it? copied is it right one. One. i mean there's no vampire like it's not vampire vampire i don't think it's not vampire vampire but that that entire uh, that bond with the protagonist i mean yeah yeah. Oh. Like, oh. yeah yeah no because okay. this also has a very bangladeshi connection is it if i'm not wrong i don't remember ah, this, that, much that has of... that has two right 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 they come yeah. from the same production house right anushka sharma's uh, right 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 yeah. right yeah 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 they have this yeah. Okay. So yeah, okay. so that was yeah. yeah. So Pari so, is your uh, second recommendation? No, no, no way. <laughs> uh, my second has to be. I was like very, very divided. If I should, uh, 
like a Cronenberg or a or a Carpenter movie has to be there. Definitely but, has to be Cronenberg. But <laughs> Carpenter, Carpenter, yeah, I think is great too. Carpenter is great. I I think the thing a lot of people have seen and all of that. I think and uh, I think I discussed the thing about the thing in in my sci-fi episode also. Mm-hmm. So for the sake of saying something else, I just say Cronenberg's The Fly. Um, I mean. Okay. Actually, you can pick up any Cronenberg movie. It's one of my favorites. But I just say Fly because it it just supersedes anything Cronenberg has made. I think it's Fly is the Fly. So for people who are like completely unaware, it's a body horror film. Uh, so 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 there's this another thing that I really like. I mean, I don't really like like I how I mentioned in Midnight Mass. I'm not really a horror genre fan as such. Horror genre being yeah, yeah. the ghost apparitions and all those mm-hmm. things that are happening, the jump scares and all that. so i really really dig these the sub genres uh, like I, like i'm happy with with a halloween with a scream uh, happy with a, halloween kills no no not i'm not i'm talking about carpenter like why are you why are you going just for the sake of joke huh? i i get it okay but uh, what else sanjeev you actually think you i would expect body body horror things. body yeah. horror you know yeah. and and cosmic horror with the thing let's say mm-hmm. or or mandy also if you want to uh, i was actually going to say mandy but you panos cos- cosmatics yeah uh, but whatever yeah. i mean i'm i'm just i'm just consider i'm just saying i i really dig these kind of films body horror mm-hmm. especially and yet you haven't watched titan i mean how is it possible <laughs> i mean it will happen it it will happen it it will happen it will okay happen. then you will love it okay now i know like if you love so, body horror so 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 the fly was one of my earlier films that i watched and cronenberg i just discovered cronenberg from one of the cinema blend articles and all of that uh, you know those typical lists like horror movies mm-hmm. that you should watch and i watched fly and i was blown away by it i was scared by it i was invested in the love story of it mm-hmm. i was it was emotional also it was dramatic horror fulfillment of of like in a sense for me as a viewer so uh the, the if i had to put the story in, in in a sense in one way for people who are listening it would be this person becomes a fly like a <laughs> literal fucking fly i mean oh shit i shouldn't use the word but but anyway uh we exceeded no, the limits in any case i have said it twice already <laughs> you did i i i forgot but whatever you was was subtle i think so <laughs> i because i just wanted to emphasize on the fact a person actually so this is what the metamorphosis basically metamorphosis yeah, yeah, yeah and and i'll i'll say a little bit about that but yeah then it like, go ahead go ahead go ahead it's okay no 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 you say it you say it no i i just i was just saying i watched um videodrome as well and videodrome mm-hmm. is also one of my favorites and that also scarred me in a lot of ways possibly one can imagine but the fly was on another level of functioning as a film because mm-hmm. the way it uses uh, and i'd seen the thing also and that also uses body horror in a very very good way right yeah, yeah. but this film just uh, you know it engages you more on an emotional level also mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there is this love track sort of sort of right. love track that is going on and i was like man i am feeling for this person this this creature and i didn't expect this to happen ever at that point and uh, so, it's actually yeah. uh, in a way a very tragic kind of a film it is it is yeah it is it's a right. tragedy only yeah yeah so so 
I mean, it it moves me. So I mean, it's a horror as well. So I mean, the fly, watch it. It's fantastic, fantastic. Uh, it's a Cronenberg movie. I mean, watch any anything made by Cronenberg, but yeah, definitely. I mean, anything horror. I am not like. Do you guys like his other work? Like his. Still uh, promises. I really I, like. I love. No, I haven't watched that, but I love. I am not the biggest Eastern. History of Violence. History That's good. Fantastic. I really like that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the the weird doctor movie that he made. I don't know what it was like. Uh, the the Fassbender, Kieran Knightley. Oh yeah, the I found it super dry. Like really. I haven't dry. seen it. I haven't seen it. But That's I a really dangerous like, method. Uh, I think. A dangerous method. Yeah. yeah about yeah. Carl Jung and uh, Sigmund I, Freud. I have no idea about that, but uh, I really like Eastern Promises and uh, uh, from from Karthik, who was who has also seen. Uh, What was the Robert Pattinson movie he made? Cosmopolis. Cosmopolis, and there was this another movie Maps shooting. Maps to the stars. Maps to the stars. Maps to the stars. Yeah. Karthik really likes those movies. He's like. Ah, they, yeah. Those have like, like a very good. dedicated cult fan base, and then everyone else hates them. So. Yeah. <laughs> But so, have you guys like watched his son's yeah. uh, Brandon Cronenberg's film? I did. I did. I loved it. I loved it. I mean. And and it stands on its own. That's the best yeah. part. I was I mean, like, kind of thing like, I mean, can he hold up to like his father's legacy? There's this whole weight. Exactly, pressure. exactly. But he delivered. He understands like he doesn't have to go that. He doesn't have to take that route. Such a weird. Movie. I mean, I mean, if you <laughs> see, if you see all these movies, also, it's like you. Some people do it for the sake of it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. here it was. It was so well done. It just it, it it was integrated so well into the narrative. I mean, exactly, exactly. If right. if possessor yeah. isn't one of your recommendations, then possessor would be like an added recommendation, like a bonus. Yeah, that's why that's why he brought it up because you mentioned yeah. like Cronenberg. We were talking about him. We elaborated yeah, yeah, on him. So I thought Brandon. It's worth mentioning him as well. So he's made yeah, something yeah. else also, which I haven't seen. Like this isn't his first film, possessor. He's made something before this. Oh wait, wait. Uh, I'm I sure mean, because the the level of craft that he used there wouldn't be from a first timer for sure. Yeah. He has But, made something. I'm not sure what. So, so But I was. Yeah, yeah. Go on. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nothing. I just haven't. No, no, no. So I was just saying, like, a uh, pro tip for those who even like reads books. So since Dhruv also asked, uh, hmm. this Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis. Hmm. Uh, there is a version of the book. Hmm. I have. I can't remember that, but there's a version of the book in which Cronenberg introduces uh, Kafka's Metamorphosis. So he writes a oh. small essay, and he introduces the book to hmm. the readers. Hmm. It's hmm. fantastic. And you understand okay. how well Cronenberg understands this you, concept of, uh, yeah, say. No, if you get the name of it, just let us know. We'll we'll put wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Just it will take two to three seconds. Let me just Google yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah, Google, Google, and I'm yeah. saying. But uh, yeah. Brandon Cronenberg's uh, possessor. Yes, the oh, I what I really liked in that movie was the whole techno thriller thing also happening at the in the as the a background. The color in that movie is wild. Wild, orange, purple. I remember one scene, like there's the, one sex scene, which is like super weird between Christopher <laughs> Abbott and uh, and uh, his wife in the film. I forgot, but I it's forgot, when yeah. they change organs almost. I don't know. It's like he's My switching God. between Andrea. That film Rai's is so. wild. Now I'm like thinking more about it. I think I I I could have made put it as a recommendation it, also. Yeah, it's Tilda Swinton. Whatever. I think it is. I forgot. No, no, not Tilda Swinton. It's, it's, uh, it's oh Jennifer Jason Lee. Sorry, yeah. No, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it, and uh, Andrea Riseborough, yar. Yeah, yeah. She was no. I was talking about the lady in the clinic. Who's that? That's Jennifer hmm. Jason Lee, right? Not Tilda yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I mean, lovely, lovely film position. So I found out this one. So it's a uh, metamorphosis. It's by uh, it's translated by Susan Barnofsky, and the publication is Norton Publication. Hmm. So yeah, so there's this uh, okay. intro- introduction by Cronenberg mm-hmm. and. He like he and it's, it's like it's fantastic. I mean, I can't explain like how those who are fan of Cronenberg. Uh-huh. I mean, either way, if you are like a fan of Kafka or if you are a fan of Cronenberg, uh, you will love that. I mean, and you understand how well he gets this concept of body horror and mm-hmm. also the existential mm-hmm. dread. Yeah. And 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 how well he has, uh, I mean, how do I say it? He has absorbed that, and that's why he's so good in. I mean, he has been doing. creating so, it yeah yeah, yeah. making so, it uh, I, i mean it's incredible filmmaking i mean he's he's an incredible I'm film i'm going to it's a long overdue watch huh? he's first. making something also i feel uh, so making something new also he retired huh? no no he's making something new it'll come out in the next is it like the steven soderberg i have retired and now i'm going to start uh, making steven a lot soderberg of movies just... I, I i never knew he i never knew he retired uh, side effects was his retirement one. movie and then after that he's gone into like Then some other another iphone and then he was like <laughs> yeah. then it's like movie after movie every year it's good i, I, I like him i four like five him five movies yeah even i like yeah. this but whatever i think cronenberg was never retired he was never getting funded okay. there was this one interview with ethan hawke when he was 24 didn't fund him there was oh, this one cronenberg interview with making a tv series was uh, he yeah 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 he was he was connected with i don't know if that no no like... so so i read a read a ethan hawke uh, Interview where he was telling that Cronenberg is not getting funded. So that is where I learned that Cronenberg hasn't retired and all of that. Wow. He's just not getting funded. I mean, there was like an extensive thing that he wrote. I'm just saying like a line of it. Yes, he is in the early stages of. Well, this is an old news, like two years old. Ha ha. Early stages of developing a TV series that yeah. So strange though. I mean, the the level of horror that gets like funded nowadays and like. It's very strange yeah. why Cronenberg's not being able to get funded. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there must. Be maybe some... he's going I mean, completely. He says it becomes na. It's it's more important to become politically correct or like if you are not mm. in that, and because he won't be. Mm. Because he will be unabashed in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. That horror comes first, and everything yeah. else will follow. Everything else is secondary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, Lars Wontria is still getting funded. So. <laughs> Kartik's okay, my... favorite film, by the way. Just <laughs> Rifkin's. Uh, what is the name? Rifkin's Festival. Rifkin's Festival. I mean, he watched it and he quite liked it. That's that's Karthik, not. Kartik Kartik will love official competition then. Yeah. Okay. Kartik, listen uh... to this. <laughs> <laughs> my last recommendation is uh, Takashi Mike's audition, yeah. which is also <laughs> something I was. फर्स्ट हाफ 
in the first oh, one and a half I, hour, I, I, I'll argue hours. the first half is the more creepy part some ways in some ways it is it is so it's like the it's like a dread that the the the, the impending dread that something may happen something but at some point it just loses its steam so I was like okay something might not happen yeah. and then the last <laughs> half an hour is it is I don't even know how to explain it's like proper visceral filmmaking I mean I mean, see, the, the thing is, I haven't indulged in talking a lot about these movies also because if I tell you, you lose the whole right, experience right. and all right, these sure. movies are pure experience-based things. These aren't like story-based things or whatever. Mm. So audition was was something when when the, the last 30 minutes... So the, the thing is, now when I think more about it, mm-hmm. I I mean, I, did, I didn't rewatch the whole thing. I just glanced over audition sometime back, not sometime back maybe post the viewing only. Uh, it was more like I started noticing, I started, it was not that I disliked the first uh, one and a half or whatever. Mm. I started noticing more details. I started liking the, the narrative even more. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that made, that elevated the film to another level. Yeah. I mean, some people now, people may be like, yeah, they're expecting something for the last, last half hour and they're like, oh, okay, this was only something happening. Yeah. Mm. But the whole film, it is, it works in its harmony of yeah. what, tone, how it leads up to that. The tonal shift right. is crucial. Like it's crucial. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. that is the one thing that will really hit you hard with that. Like yeah. it's like a hammer hitting yeah. you on your head. You literally bleed. It's it's that effective. It's like tie yeah. up your seat belt. We are like yeah. getting ready for. And then yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's also what, you know, we talked about like the whole subtext text thing here. It's yeah, the yeah, type yeah, of yeah. film in which like, they, like I think, because there's of course two schools and I think great horror films generally do this. Like yeah, they'll yeah, take yeah. that risk of leaving everything open so that, you know, there's one school of thought that the whole Absolutely. film is misogynist right, right, and it's right. like whatever, like the, yeah, like a, it's a complete thing. And then I think people who champion it <laughs> think it's a feminist film. So like, yeah, it's, you yeah, know, you, yeah, you're, yeah. you're taking the risk of being either, but, but mm. you're doing it purely by someone's experiential level. I think that's what we were getting Absolutely. at also, right? Mm-hmm. Energy yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Energy. I too literally had my face, like I was watching it in between my fingers. It was that horrific. There's, I'm no <laughs> Don't, so yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just anything. Just, just watch the whole film. So yes. you were about to watch another Mika film after this. Which one was that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Visitor Q. Okay, okay. No, no, yeah. you. No, I haven't. No, Visitor Q is like, ah, but yeah, you watch Gozu. So you'll really okay. love this film, Gozu. Gozu is like, Gozu. yeah, it's it's Yakuza horror. So now think okay. of it. Yakuza horror. Yeah. I mean, First Love is also a lot like that, huh? It's like a mix of complete all Yakuza. I've heard First Love like comedy, has like a lot of Yakuza rom- romance, thing. everything, all four, yeah. Like oh a proper masala, Takashi whatever Mike. you want masala. to do it in the other food ka analogy way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my recommendations. Um, yeah. You guys can go ahead now. I think go ahead. I will. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know what to recommend uh, <laughs> first. Um, yes, three films. Okay. First, uh, it's just. Uh, I mean, I I know I've just been saying, but first is of course malignant. I mean, and mm-hmm. I, I say malignant because I mean I'm not saying. Uh, I think it's not in any streaming or anywhere. I think it's still playing in theaters. It's out. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm. Is it out? It's out on Apple so TV, I thought. Oh, it's still in theaters in Bangalore and all those places. Okay. So I was I was very uh, disappointed that Letterbox they they have this subsection Horrorville and 
they are the listed mm-hmm. James Wan's film, and they don't have mm-hmm. Malignant, and they have written in the comment section Malignant is not there. So I had I written there that why is it not? It's his best film. So yeah. it's like I mean, where is I, it? I don't know. Is it? It it is. <laughs> I mean, I was like, how did he manage to make this film and release it in India? I mean, the censors, mm-hmm. how did they even pass this film? Because oh, it's just becoming. They're becoming uh, lenient nowadays, Arijit. They have uh, like, or they have some system where they are not cutting stuff out, right? Old. I think I think they do. They don't watch horror films or something like that. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> okay, they just, they just <laughs> maybe. I was like, first, first, I was like, how did he convince Warner Brothers to fund this? That and is. Like, yeah. So maybe oh. he got Aquaman's money, yeah. and and he made this, and I mean maybe it was kind of a deal kind of thing. And then I, when I was watching it, I was like, who? Like I mean, sensible. Warner Brothers isn't is supposed to be like the director's company, right? They've supported which company were, is the director's were. company now? Until until like now, until yeah. now, until now, Warner Warner yeah. until they were taken over by AT and T and all those things that have happened. Mm-hmm. They were they they are supposed to be the director's company. That is why all these directors have thrived, right? I mean, yeah. even yeah. like a Snyder and Todd Phillips and all those guys. But whatever. But with, Sorry, go uh, ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So that's what, so that I think what <laughs> James Wan has. Return to his vintage style. Something like I think that movie Dead Silence. Or okay, I haven't seen that. Yeah, something Never. like a saw. So and okay. I mean, so I've seen. obviously the thing that I was stating uh, in the beginning that all these themes and because *Malignant* works, I'm not giving him out too much because uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I want people to go in blindly. It's it's obviously about fear and I mean repressed yeah. trauma and all that, etc., uh, etc. Et all those mm-hmm. past fears, etc. All, all those things. I'm not detailing to that. But yeah. what Malignant does it, it's getting into the film, it's moving very fast. I mean, and it's you know made in a very classical style that everything is in the service of the story. The story moves mm. straight ahead, fast mm. without no extra arcs or anything like that. And it's uh, kind of like the way you may uh, spoke about audition that it goes one hour. There are events. There are events oh. in the middle. Yeah, there are events in the middle. Small spikes of ecstasies. But uh, right till the third act, it's like normal, 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 and then suddenly it bursts <laughs> into some crazy spree. And I was sitting there in the theater. I was like, "Wow, this is like..." And and then it goes all hell loose, and it moves into. And it's not like I mean, I'm not saying that it's uh, maybe one of the greatest or something like that. But uh, these days, it's a crazy maybe having experience. More, Right. This is when we are having more this suppressed kind of uh, more uh, restrained, moody, yeah, thoughtful, moody horrors. This is a very fresh take on it, and of course, it's a giallo horror, and it's worth mentioning that uh, James Wan he kind of subverts the giallo concept here to oh. some extent, to some extent, okay. not like totally. Like there are some things of giallo I don't like the way they record sound or the way most giallo films use blood. So he has to change some to of those. Put you in, to put you in a spot, can you explain what is giallo to people who don't know what giallo? Oh, okay, <laughs> I am not a big. I'm fan, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to do that. No, no. We've never done this, but I think yeah. there may be some context required for people. Uh, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan. So maybe I'm not the right person to explain this. But still, I say so. There's this uh, group of Italian filmmakers who came out late '60s, early '70s. Mario Bava, Lucio Fulci. And these filmmakers they used to make these uh, films of uh, moderate budget and a lot of blood and gore. Mostly psychologically, the the film will start uh, on a psychological, psychologically horror, psychological thriller kind of space, and then it moves into 
slash the slasher horror kind of a president to the american slasher horror hmm. and yeah and a lot of blood and gore and the blood and gore is not uh, it's it's hyper exaggerated but hmm. it will be very different from the classical american in the sense that uh, when someone is say slashed open there's no music or something like that it's like normal thing hmm. you have been cut into pieces hmm. and the body is there and the blood is flowing hmm. and the person hmm. is moving normally and uh, also they had uh, any morricone so morricone scored uh, in a lot of these films the hmm. most famous director of course is dario argento dario argento yeah who was also the uh, student or assistant kind of to mario bava so he hmm. inherited this and they moved this tradition forward the i'm not a big fan so maybe i didn't explain it well but no uh, but i think hmm. at least some context would help people yeah, at yeah, least definitely. in some way. i was yeah. i am myself am curious cuz i have uh, yeah. very so big are, reservations uh, about yeah, malignant there are no <laughs> larger <laughs> political context to giallo films but what hmm. i what little i could find was there are there were very mostly there were very personal films in the sense uh, they were dealing with the small scale individualistic problems mm-hmm. right not going into the larger greater collective of the society mm-hmm. so that's why giallo films are very uh, successful with people who like those kind of like they're liking more personal stories maybe it connects with someone maybe it's not okay right okay. for someone it might be very out mm-hmm. of context so so divisive yeah yeah very much mm-hmm. so and uh, I, i i don't know if it qualifies as giallo there is this uh, film it's called demons and uh, it's directed by lambato bawa and okay that is so did i recommend one film okay so let me finish my thing and then i'll say this <laughs> so, <laughs> so i was actually going directly going into this but anyway hmm. so yeah so malignant uh, so so yeah so that's the thing he, he subverts this giallo concepts and this one more thing that uh, he's uh, he doesn't give much space for uh, being this emotional thing and all that he is going very neat and tight and he wraps up all the loose ends but there's also a potentially harmful thing to it which is that he has kept the end open ended so there's a possibility for a sequel which is the only thing that i didn't like about it because hmm. i mean i don't know it kind it can become this cult film of the it year it will it will yeah, yeah. malignant 2 right. is coming right. malignant universe and people are going to talk about it and then again they're going to reboot and 2 3 4 which the conjuring like treatment where like the first one right. is good or very good exactly. and then the no, following one malignant just... is actually much better than conjuring in my opinion okay. i think it's at the level of saw or a dead silence is still okay but yeah so i mean this is what james one does he is going straight in he's going to freak yeah. people out And, if and, sanjeet and, and, would have seen this i would have uh, very elaborately also t- told you i because i know malignant i am very happy that people are loving it honestly that's it's another one of those films which i'm i'm i can almost appreciate james one for doing what he's done but the proportion of enjoyment to like tedium for me was just you, when you say the film goes berserk Mm-hmm. I was with it, but before that, I was so away from it that I just was like exhausted by it. Uh-huh. I, I I didn't connect with anything up till that moment. It goes berserk, and then then the berserk lasts for whatever time, and then then it ends. Like to me, just like the proportion was too uh, like it was too disproportionate. The 
एक्साइटमेंट फर्स्ट एक्ट आई थॉट इट बिगैन फाइन एंड देन आफ्टर दैट इट वॉज जस्ट ओके 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 एंड इट वॉज जस्ट लाइक explored please because i need something to stay awake honestly and mm-hmm. then and then it did explode and then i did wake up properly yeah yeah but also yeah. i think it has one of the finest expositions i think in hollywood we have a lot of complaints mm-hmm. that chris nolan does a lot of expositions <clears throat> i mean mm-hmm. i like expositions even like if you're watching a traditional hollywood film mm-hmm. has to have an exposition it will and course, something yeah. like a malignant which is working purely for the sake of the story it has to yeah. have that exposition at some point Yeah. I think it it does that in a very nice way, like not overstating things yeah. or not saying unnecessary things. Like the characters are not dumb that they have to be explained and spoon fed. Of course, yeah. It's yeah, also yeah. Uh, putting forward that audience are not left alone. That what is it, why is this happening without any reason? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it balances that act. Yeah. No, no. I mean, again, Sanjeev, watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. my friend. For sure. And and I I don't know. I mean, if it's in, still in theaters, you should like definitely. Yeah, IMAX and Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that is one. Uh, I was actually going to recommend Demons, but I'm not going to recommend Demons because we've already done one Giallo. So yeah. the other film that I want to say uh, is Guillermo del Toro's The Devil's Backbone. which mm. i no, recently uh, discovered mm. i mean i knew i, I love his uh, pencil parent and uh, shape of water mm. thank you thank a, you arijit you are one of the few people who said that they love uh, the shape, shape of, of water i am tired of hearing people say that it's not they not good i'm i'm really tired no but it's, it's his good. Like, it's yeah. uh, i mean it's like uh, i mean you don't expect del toro to be uh, a tobe hooper Del Toro yeah. is he does yeah. things in his own. Uh, this is yeah. the thing. It's nice that we discuss this uh, concept of horror and its boundaries in the beginning. Mm. I think Del Toro is a like good example of uh, explaining yeah. that that he uses these tropes, but he's not totally dependent on them. He explores them. Mm. He's Absolutely. there's a sense yeah. of this uh, lyrical quality in how he shapes these images, how right. these sounds create the ambience. and i think that's with shape of the shape of water like uh, the opening sequence it's so well done and mm. even with like the devil's backbone so i'm just mm. detracting so he yeah. works so hard and if you see all those extras that his notebooks and he makes the sketches and mm. he storyboards in extensively so with devil's backbone it's a it's also very culturally rooted which i love when filmmakers do that it goes yeah. back goes back to that uh, spanish civil war time and there's this orphanage mm-hmm. and it's it's very similar to mike flanagan in a way uh, mike flanagan's treatment in sure. how right in how children perceive uh, supernatural like mm-hmm. children they mm-hmm. have a much purer outlook on the world they're much yeah. more innocent than us and how they process that idea of when you see something that you don't want to believe and that's how it starts and uh, it's also very tragic the film uh, mm. but uh, it's also very well done heartfelt kind of a uh, and it's i think it's del toro's most personal film even in the end he mm. dedicates it to his parents and so someone who's who's into these kind of films who's not looking into a lot like heavy action or something they're looking to a nice story they yeah. they want these images to wash over them 
the feeling will slowly seep into you it's not immediately you're not immediately scared of it yeah. but when you know the end result when you know some of the characters how mm. they meet their ends you really feel bad i mean even for the so called antagonist of the film mm. he's really not an antagonist i mean he is mm. also a victim of that situation yeah. and the toru carefully places him there that he is mm. also a, a product of this horrific time we're living in hmm. so right. and i think deltoro comes from this uh, in hindi we say gharana i don't know what it's called in english hmm. of directors one of his favorite directors is carl theodor dreyer who made this film vampire hmm. that horror okay. film so, yeah so yeah. he comes he, he loves uh, mizuguchi so he comes from this uh, entire section of directors where directors take the horror material hmm. and they kind of put this lyrical quality into it yep. they also add a lot of emotions to it they add a lot of depth to it yeah right. so devil's backbone is another recommendation and if someone can also manage the extras <clears throat> the retreat yeah and the third film uh, i'll i'll recommend candy man because again the, the old one the old one yeah. the original yeah. one right mm-hmm. so candy man i discovered again pretty recently because of the hooptober thing and mm. i was surprised by i mean i love horror but i hadn't heard of this film much before this new thing came up and candyman again it's uh, it's, it's it, with the, from the beginning of the film it starts with this uh, there's this image which will kind of creep you up oh but, yeah the opening right. shot right the titles uh, the, right mm, exactly yeah. the bees yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bees. Sanjit ke bita bata. So Nick Cage impression. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. I think it's okay for like so. Mm. And uh, uh, it's specifically commenting on the race aspect of America, and mm. that's why they go for this top shot. I was wondering that why the top shot is there. Then I read a bit about it. Then I understood how this entire the blacks were like kind of ghettoed in that mm. city. and the others the whites mm-hmm. were kind of looked down upon them and it it's part yeah. of the history yeah, yeah that's yeah. why the top shot is showing that car is moving towards this and the commentary is of course uh, how we use uh, urban legends or this mythic folklores and yeah how uh, the story of people who were oppressed at some point of time becomes kind of a, a vehicle for us right mm. i mean for example let's say just holocaust or something like a partition so mm. many films are milked out of that right like being uh, making those them a vehicle making mm. the trauma of the collective a vehicle so yeah. that's uh, i think at the center of candyman that's the concept mm. and yeah 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 right and the way it treats of course the uh, horror aspect of it is fantastic i mean i don't have any words to especially the score i mean so mm. such a nice music oh philip glass Yeah, Philip Glass is one of my yeah, yeah. favorites. My favorites, and, yeah, yeah. And I didn't expect that Philip Glass would score a horror film like that. Exactly so my point. Right. <laughs> so he's not a horror guy. I mean, Philip Glass is the guy. He's a Beethoven kind of guy, but he's in a horror film and he's doing that thing. And mm. the performance is also nice. Uh, yeah. Where Candyman? Uh, I think at one point, I think in the middle, it was there was a small. stint of uh, losing kind of losing its way like 
I was about to I was about to get into that like I think I don't get it. like after a point I don't know if it follows through on its thematic thing like right, I, right, I right right like the ending so, especially I'm like really like why if the if it is so, that like if the folklore is like that why would they do that like I'm not I'm just talking yeah, about it, it so I think it's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, it's I, kind I get of what you're saying it kind of feels very vengeful towards uh I mean, it's, it's the film is the director or the writer. I mean, I'm not supposed. I don't know whom to say this on. Yeah. But it's kind of like the the author of the film hmm. is feels a uh, sort of resentment and vengeful uh, hmm. towards this uh, towards the people who are yep. using this collective trauma. Not yep. a very forgiving person. So hmm. there's this sense of contradiction yep. near the end. Right. Yep. So that because is... to me, a lot of the film is about the white academic. Academician uh, being uh-huh. sort of right. yeah, like yeah, the yeah. whole we will culturally appropriate and we'll go and discover mm. black culture and everything and right, then right, basically right. being incomprehensible like can't it's, understand it and it's kind of like this. It's a white white equivalent of the Savarna complex. So it's, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so so if, if if there is any confusion you have about this uh, film, uh, Arijit, if they, if mm-hmm. you're caught in between contradictions and anything, I told mm-hmm. this to Sanjeet. Watch uh, the new one. There will be no contradiction, and there will be nothing because you will be told everything. No, so even yeah. I watched it very recently, and and my first thought was this: this was such a weird film because this is not not how I imagined this film to be. Right, right, right. <laughs> like it turned into something else only completely after a certain point. But can and you... I was like, yeah. I was like, how did they? How did he arrive at a certain decision to? You know, do some take some decisions and all. That. I mean, I I can I cannot delve into details, otherwise it's like yeah. giving away. Yeah, it time. becomes kind but, of spoilery. But yeah. it's and it's I think it it's uh, worth. I mean, it's a, it's a good film. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. It's I worth really like it. Yeah, not just yep. for like horror fans or like that, but in general. In general, yeah. Yeah, if I mean we celebrate this Black History Month and mm. all these uh, things, these are. But in general, if one wants to understand the context of uh, how. Mm. Mm, white Americans treated or still yeah, yeah. black. Uh, yeah. It's it's a very good it's a very good starting point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean it's very horror, subtle. The horror genre in general to 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 show like the white perspective on or like the black perspective on what it is to be looked upon by mm-hmm. whites. Like mm-hmm. horror genre might be the perfect vehicle, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, uh, totally. Because I mean, Jordan Peele's. Doing it with get uh, with get out. There's also one other person who, who did this. This is George Romero, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Romero did that with Night of the Living, the Living Dead. Dead. Right. The right. most right. chilling final sequences. One of the most. Yeah, one of the fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So those. Okay. Job recommendations. Yes. So mine, mine. Okay, I'll go through mine, and mine are considerably more that Arijit is right now annoyed by. Oh, well, not not all of them, but at least one of them is mm-hmm. uh, the art house horror, and it is from mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, from Mr. I mean, from A24. So <laughs> I've been listening to the soundtrack continuously. So I'll just get this out oh, of my system okay. first. Uh, so this is Jonathan Glazer's Under the Skin, which I rewatched uh, very not recently, and it's just it's. I mean, whoever's not seen it, <laughs> and whoever. Okay, so the thing with this is. This is the type of horror which can very easily and very understandably for some people tip over into the give me something like mm-hmm. give me something more than just Scarlett Johansson walking 
creepily right. towards away from a person <laughs> while while he sinks yeah. into this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer uh, <laughs> sinks into the oily whatever that thing is right it's uh-huh. sort of it's sort of uh, prioritizes abstraction it prioritizes like uh, experimentalism like it everything about it screams art house like there is nothing about it it is that completely unabashedly yeah. art house huh? yeah and and i think the reason why it works for me is because it taps into something which i connected with so again it's like you know and mm. and i guess okay. with 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 films like these one can say that these are also vague or too vague mm-hmm. right so so the vagueness uh, in this the vagueness is not there in for me at least so you there's like five six different ways in which you can interpret it Right. but all of them kind of make sense according to how the film is uh, going along or mm-hmm. taking place so mm-hmm. so in general though just uh, i enjoyed as an experience i think mm-hmm. the slow pace kind of helps um, mm-hmm. helps the mood of the film there's a particularly terrifying sequence on a beach which uh, yes, which <laughs> yeah which yeah. i don't want to spoil anymore but it it's very very yeah. creepy and in how long it takes also to unfold uh so that is very impressive and i think if you want something which is like experimental you and again patience i think will be needed slow, if, slow if, burn i think is a word for it. very yeah, yeah, yeah very much a slow burn yeah. and uh, and yeah it's also got a climax which is horrifying <laughs> just just to yeah, yeah. just to make it very clear it's it's uh, i mean i mean if you the beginning is good enough to get you into the whole tone of it yeah. completely yeah. oh yeah even if you are very kubrick very very uh, but, but the question of both of you sorry yeah. i'm interrupting again bhuv and yeah. sanjeev board but if you were to if you were to make a film hmm. like under the skin yeah. hmm. like from a director or writer's perspective i'm not saying exactly that mm-hmm. the, the the context of it mm-hmm. and like would you do it in the same way or would you like uh tone it down or would you go more arty mm-hmm. from a from a writer or a director's point of view i'm asking this because that's where i'm struggling to understand the entire entire mm-hmm. artus concept that's it go oh. first sanjit you are the filmmaker No but I think I think this was a very specific perspective mm-hmm. it's adapted from a novel so ha, I mean yeah. it's adapted uh-huh. but but it's a very specific perspective yeah uh, and and sometimes with horror I feel what happens is uh let's let's take Amis only for for as an example mm-hmm. uh if you have a certain idea where you want to reach I'm not giving away anything I'm just I'll just talk around it mm-hmm. you have to sometimes go for it mm-hmm. okay right i mean just plainly get into this wild idea of achieving this particular thing what your end goal is mm-hmm. and then what you do is you probably like instead of implying into it you actually make it happen mm-hmm. like you, you, are you are you able to understand what i'm trying to say no i'm saying like are you you i, I get that but i'm saying mm-hmm. like would you approach it like uh the end point is my like i need from st- me personally personally you- no i don't think so because i i'm not capable of doing it i feel <laughs> no, because, because it's a very one of a kind of film like that's it is the, it is i mean with yeah. with the, the the director i think he made a short also very recently oh, yeah, yeah the fall watched, yeah the I, i didn't watch the whole thing but i Horrific. feel like i haven't seen anything else uh, apart from 
under the skin. I just watched like a few seconds of of this new shot, but yeah. I feel he, that is his style. Hmm. I mean, that is his craft of doing things. So maybe yeah. I don't know. I've I mean, never I, gotten myself to think about what could I have done in that. To yeah. be very honest. I think that I I rarely do I rarely listen to like interviews after watching just because mm-hmm. it's I think it sometimes limits what you are thinking mm-hmm. about it. But I watched uh, Glazer's interview after this and mm-hmm. he changed the novel in so many ways. Like the the novel is much more descriptive. It is about uh like they give you a proper backstory of who the main character is and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's detailed. So if you want like mm-hmm. that. full sort of holistic experience of everything answered and everything more detailed i think the novel is there for it and i think what he wanted to do with this was capture an alien experience or capture mm-hmm. an alien's experience in in Makes the sense. strangest way and i think for that approach like if one is to like commit to just uh, put that out i think mm-hmm. then i think his approach is more fruitful i guess it appeals to less people because uh it doesn't Almost. follow like conventional form right in it's a lot of it. exactly yeah 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 so i think just uh, so it's it's i guess a choice on his part also he to didn't even want scarlet johansson <laughs> yeah, like yeah that's what that, that, uh, this is what i know about it <laughs> yeah he wanted a completely new face but it's very strange because the johansson thing adds so much to the film like it's it, because she's mm-hmm. like popular and known you yeah, get like yeah. the whole take subtext about I like was, wo- subtext yeah, 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 yeah the absolutely. first time i was watching it i was like is this johansson Yep. Scarlett Johansson is doing this kind of film. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's really surprising how how yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how she blank she is in the film. Like it, like he said this that he it took inspiration from Bresson here actually. Like the whole mm. actors at mo- as models thing where okay, okay. where the alien perspective is them being right. completely mm. closed okay. off, right? I think it works both ways, na. No? I mean, it's the film is kind of like a uh, alien's headspace. Yeah. And also when the audience is watching, they're also like. Yeah, alienated because they don't understand. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. Mm-hmm. I think the it's it's the whole thing. I think if if you if you're game with it for the first time, the second time when I watched it, I knew where it was headed, so I was much more sort of attuned to her wavelength right, right. of what she's thinking, mm-hmm. and it clicked me in a different way. Like the whole atmosphere of the film just kind of overpowered me. Good reminder um, to revisit this. Thanks. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I think you. it might be, be like, but not now, Arijit. If you're not in the art house, uh, is no, you, uh, you'll be tested. Might just be like the kind of like return <laughs> resurrection. Of, yeah, resurrection might, might be the resurrection. Like, I mean, I mean, Mika Levi score. I'm just gonna leave it out there. It's just uh, yeah. extraordinary score. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, that is the creepiest thing and and the most moving thing also. So yeah, uh, under the skin, if. for art house junkies art house horror <laughs> junkies uh the next one is something we've mentioned before uh in this podcast itself uh that's jack clayton's the innocence 1961 i think mm-hmm. so this is much more of a classic spooky ghost story it's got experimental elements to it still mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and it's if if people are familiar with uh, the haunting of bly manor Mike Flanagan show. Uh, show. I'm saying Mike Flanagan show, but he barely directed any episode in it. Uh, but mm. the it's based on Henry James's The Turn of the Screw, which is like a very popular novel, and it's been adapted into a couple of other films uh, mm. also. Uh, so The Innocence is a faithful adaptation of it, I think. And mm. uh, the story is basically about this nanny who goes to take care of these two children at a big mansion who are who who've uh, 
lost their parents and are only uh, taken care by their uncle the mm-hmm. uncle doesn't go to this house ever and he's like ignorant and everything mm-hmm. uh and the nanny goes there and stuff starts to happen basically that's that's the big uh, plot thing of it so it's like a very mm-hmm. simple plot in that sense Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. direction and the writing and like the mise-en-scene and costume, everything in this is just absolutely top-notch. Like you can't; nice. it's very hard to like uh, think about. I, I honestly it, like the problem with some super classic old films becomes with me is like it, it, it does become hard for me to be scared, like genuinely be scared mm-hmm. sometimes because yeah, there, there is an overstatement to come. This has one of the creepiest images uh, I've seen in a while. Like just someone sitting there and not mm. moving and just mm. sitting there. Mm. Right. It's mm. something that Flanagan does a lot in his film sometimes, where he, he does it uses yeah. it a lot, and it's something just lurking. In this, the character's aware of it, but she sees it and we see it, and she's still just sitting there. There is nothing else, and it's just. the image of this woman sitting far away from you but like looking at you it's just the right. strangest right. feeling and i think um mm. even the sound the film, design yeah yeah the sound design and like the, even the lighting i think i was uh, this was this has a great production history if anyone's interested about it criterion right. channel has extras about it right. if you right. guys right. are interested right. uh, so the thing with the what's most i think creepy about the film is and is that it's also got like these really disturbing uh, edges to it like you can right. interpret right. it in completely different ways mm-hmm. like it's got a slightly surrealist feel to it also like because you're exploring everything from one person's point of view right, right. it can right. it can sh- change shape and form and and you can you either this is a classic haunted house story about two mm. kids who are evil and right. by the way right. the two kids are very creepy Uh, very creepy kids. Uh, Slightly incestuous as well, like in the. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's right. uh, and then, uh, and then it's also the other interpretation is much more uh, twisted, and I don't want to spoil it. I mean, if people right. want to draw upon it, is it's uh, <laughs> it's really really twisted for a film which seems like it's uh, marketing itself as a very conventional horror story. So, uh, yeah, it's just. you know again going back to the it's scary but has so much underneath it sort of layerings that you can like dig through and mm. find like its delights more and more so if anyone sort of in the mood for a classic uh, sort of ghost story mm-hmm. uh, which which will genuinely freak you out it's this is this is the one barely any jump scares right. for people who are allergic no, no, to no, that nothing nothing this is uh, a totally well made classic mm. full Yeah, structured and all that. The only yeah. I think minor issue. It's not really an issue. I mean, it's yeah. just have to hold it in context. Is like how the characters speak. They kind of go like in. They speak like poetry. Have you had yeah. your breakfast? Oh yeah. Yes, I have had yeah. my breakfast. How are you? <laughs> it's not really. A, I mean, I yeah. shouldn't complain. I mean, it was. How yeah. It, no, but I think that especially when the children speak it, it feels creepy. And like then, to then, me, then like it falls out of line here. Yeah. Then then the yeah. creepy thing comes about. Yeah. Then it's like, why are they acting like this? Like, what is wrong with them? Kind of like that. And then the ending is also very. It's such yeah. a weird. By the end, it like the subtext of this, if you read it in a particular way, is really really disturbing. Uh, hmm. Um, if you just are interested in finding that out for yourself, please please do watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And the final horror film, uh, and this is another f- horror film which I've obsessed over uh, for like two three years now, 
it's a found footage horror film i don't know that those have gotten like a really bad rep right i'm guessing because of paranormal activity recently yeah. watched one right yeah yeah it's and i've i've been on this uh, marathon where i've watched vhs series and like that series goes from being very effective to being absolutely garbage <laughs> so like i can understand why people are like pissed off at it but what gets me genuinely uh, unnerved with found footage is you know th- that roughness of the quality and like the you know yeah. the camera is always moving and like or uh, not always moving but it's it's got that uh, kineticism to it uh, just mm-hmm. it's like uh, the music is less and i've i've always said that less music in horror films to me is sometimes like the marker of already being scared like i i'm just inherently more scared by silences okay. i think uh so this film uh is an australian uh horror f- mockumentary so it basically fashions itself as like a uh, a documentary like it's pe- it's people like the filmmaker asking questions to these people uh about a tragedy that occurred uh in their family like this young girl uh young girl died and now they they kind of think her spirit is still living in their house so again it's like a classic ghost story almost but given like a documentarian spin which is like a strange i i understand it's a very strange mixing of genres mm-hmm. but uh, but but the effect of it is so again you know arjit you talked about a ghost story and i mm-hmm. remembered while uh, this time when i was rewatching uh, lake mango i thought mm-hmm. of a ghost story so much and i was like so strangely moved by it and because again i think some of the greatest or like the most effective horrors for me are rooted in genuinely uh okay harder emotions mm-hmm. people find to tackle right in general and i think horror kind of foregrounds it sometimes so in this it's it's almost people who have seen a ghost story if so if you know that that story is told entirely from the ghost point of view right right think mm-hmm. of this as being told from a parent's point of view it's mm-hmm. got that level of sort of uh, or uh, that uh, from the person who's grieving's point of view basically uh and what it does is it mixes that in with digital horror and you know digital noise the idea that something might that you might be seeing th- something that might be not created Right. might not be real or like whatever that that tension between reality and non reality kind of and uh, the experience of watching it is so disconcerting just because i think you're caught in between these two zones one is like is the ghost actually there obviously right and the second the second level of it is basically how sad are these people trying to convince themselves True. that these True. this grainy footage is uh someone who they are like uh wanting to come back uh so like that that you know that layer of emotion there is so uh, moving that uh that just watching it again i was just like uh moved by it so much and like terrified I think, equally i think yeah. it handles that idea of pain and grief and loss yeah uh, it handles that thing very well uh, yeah ghost story is really a very good analogy to kind of an yep. example to it like it, i think it and it it just does it not like uh i mean very naturally not like it has to be uh, mm. put into you like you know forcefully kind of doing yep. it 
right yeah. and for an i mean for an australian film i don't know much about its production hmm. i i don't remember a lot of aspects of it but i remember yeah. this how it hmm. tackles this idea of uh, losing a loved one and you're hmm. still kind of the one you mentioned kind of clinging on to that yeah of idea of clinging on to some hope or something yeah Yeah. yeah so that and cool. i think just the documentary format works for this type of story so well i mean the actors are phenomenal actually but i right. i think the f- actors won't ever get the credit they they probably deserve because uh the level of emotion they bring to the performances here is uh, is genuinely terrific and uh, i've read more and more about the film being supremely inspired by twin peaks and it makes sense the they are the palmer yeah i, I was going to ask actually that <laughs> yeah. is a palmer thing uh, yeah 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 it, it's mm-hmm. a very very deliberate nod to uh, twin peaks uh, mm-hmm. but i i honestly my reference point was a ghost story i just kept on thinking about it this time when i was watching it and i was like uh, what a lovely companion piece both of them would make if someone wants to feel horribly sad uh, on halloween night did Yeah Which yeah one? I did I did I think I did. Uh this is the one first one we we published. published yeah so. I can't recall. Okay then maybe. Yeah. I thought it was another Okay okay yeah, yeah no. okay. Oni Baba I still have to watch. I want to watch that. Oh, yes. It's, it's okay, the, okay. the Criterion restoration restoration of that game recent came out recently upon Yeah. Baba. It's the same director, right? Kaneto Shindo. Kaneto Shindo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you have to send it if you have to like about J horror thing, Jap horror. I mean, not I'm not talking about Jigoku and Kuronika and all that. I'm saying about the the new ones, the Akashi Miike, the that what's his name? Hideo Nakata, right? He's Hideo Nakata uh, and all yeah. these these mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Kiyoshi Kurosawa, right? All these people. <laughs> so then it has to be an entire episode just to yeah. talk about J horror. Yeah, yeah. And I think then we'll do that, one. But I don't sleep I, no while watching after cure. 4 years how <laughs> but i was genuinely tired that day how many okay fine no no you're doing that so huh? maybe yeah right so i'll so pick up some movie i'll pick up some movie which you slept in huh? don't worry <laughs> i don't sleep in films oh <laughs> thing is like i also don't sleep in films but i i recently it happened after a long period of time in james bond rame malik was going on <laughs> no time to die Yeah, he was going oh. ranting about that. I was, I don't know. I was, I think it was a lunch hour kind of thing. I was like, ah, let me doze off. <laughs> let me doze off. Anyway, he's just. I don't need to hear this. I so, mean, there's something this year. There's some issue. You're like every uh, film that's releasing is two and a half hours, two hours, ten, fifteen minutes long. I'm like, what's up with like everyone making these long ass films all of a sudden? I think uh, two, three films were exception. Quiet Place Part Two. That. carnage 
So he said it. Yeah. So it's like I mean it's a fun film, you know, you're doing crazy stuff and all that. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's like one and a half hours, ninety minutes. So it's like it doesn't bother bother you much. It's not, if yeah. it had been like mm. over two hours, then you would have been like pissed off. So I mean, was, there are hundred minute films that pissed me off probably more though. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Halloween I mean, Kills is absolutely like that gave me a headache. Oh, yeah, I'm shit! A lot I watched Halloween yeah. Kills. I watched. It was really which bad. was. I, I told know. you not to watch it, and you watched it. So no, I wanted to watch it anyway because I thought that like. Because How bad so, can it so, be? No, 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 no. Actually, that was one of the reasons. <laughs> But the other reason was that I was always interested in because before they rebooted the Halloween series, yeah. it was said that Carpenter will be overseeing the the development of the new trilogy. So I was always interested. What is he? What is his role? What is he doing? Which I realized there is no role for him. I mean, except <laughs> for the score, music, which is cool, huh? Which is yeah. which is great. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm pointing to. He gave music, which is fine, which is great. Everything else. Has gone to dumps. Absolute disaster it is. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Really no, flat out disaster. I mean, yeah. no yeah. redemption. This is what I was referring yeah. to. Like some of the films I see these days, like they start and they're like this, that, that. They keep on blabbering. I'm like, get to the point. I mean, I mean, this so, to get this to gets to the point also in the most like weird <laughs> ways. Like it's so <laughs> haphazardly made. Are you just baffling. drop a fucking nuclear bomb? It's over. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> It's But so, and it's also like a, it's also like so self-serious about the. I'm like loser. Way too much serious. Bit. Way too much. Serious. I'm like it's about a serial killer who can kill anyone. Loosen up. Like why are you so like up and so on? Like whatever. Just uh, evil guy tonight. Yeah. Sanjeev, like, we should have uh, like at least we should have spoken about Ram Gopal Varma's bhoot. Bhoot. Yeah, why, Sanjeev? Yeah. You didn't bring this up. I, I was, I was actually shocking. To... We're still recording, just so you know. <laughs> We can still talk I about Bhut. I've not seen it a lot. Isn't that an Exorcist ripoff? Not really. I mean, uh, it's it's a similar kind of a story, but it's. I mean, the same story. <laughs> I mean, ha! Uh-huh, but I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean. परदीन खान इज द कल्प्रेट नॉट कल्प्रेट कैन बी ऑफ अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स नो मोर देन भूत आई लव दिस कॉन कॉन आई आई रिमेम्बर बीइंग सुप्रीमली क्रीस्ट आउट ओह आई लव इट तो आई थिंक मनोज बाजपेई एंड देन द एंडिंग माय गॉड Umar Matonga has done a lot of these movies, though, right? A lot of the scary yeah, yeah, yeah. episodes. I think yeah, Rangila yeah, yeah. she did till I don't know till which I think. No, no, just like horror movies with uh, in general, she's done a lot, like those thriller horror. No, I'm saying RGV yeah. is the man of like, and you are you being a fan. I was expecting half expecting like. That's true. I forgot. Up. Yeah, I thought we were going to go full in into it. That's so disappointing, Sanjeev. Sanjeev is going to be RGB and Poop is one of. And where's where's Anurag Kashyap's reference here with that what awful thing he made in Ghost Stories? Why would I talk uh, about it? You already spoken about it so many times. That was Anurag Kashyap's uh, tribute to David Cronenberg. Exactly, and like yeah. I think Jay Horan and all also, no, he didn't he draw up on a lot of it. Like I was just so like the kind of and the and, and even the grading, Roman and of, everything, and I was just yeah, like, what are you right, doing, right, man? Right. Like, why is Anurag Kashyap doing this? But, but Sanjeev, you should whatever. have recommended Hope and like you know, Hope the cult. 
in telugu and then it was like a, he did the similar thing with what he did with shiva they he released it in uh, in, uh, in, in hindi, hindi. Right, right and it got a lot of rave reviews at that point it was mm-hmm. uh, because it was like a horror and nobody was doing this kind of horror at that point so rgv stands still stands out i mean <laughs> i i remember i remember liking a couple of the stories from darna mana hai darna mana hai yeah the the saif ali khan bomane rani story Raj creepy. What's the really weird one when everyone turns into apples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I was so going to say that. Shilpa Shetty. Shilpa, oh, Shilpa Shetty. Yeah, the, there's okay. the, the last one. I don't know if, if that's the last one. The Aftab Shiv Dasani one. Where he, the like, kid was stopped. beaten with a whip. Which, which one was that? Uh, oh, the, the maths was, teacher. Maths teacher. teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes completely oh, nuts, right? I'm getting yeah. goosebumps. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and then there's the Vivek Obroy one, right? Where some... Uh, he's played Nana Partaker. Uh, Nana Partaker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think all the stories are nice in that. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Like, Danna Mana is fun. I don't know what happened with Danna Zaruri. I don't... There was one story by Aftab also in one segment. Uh, yep. I'm not saying what Statue. it was because Statue stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then the twist yeah. is fantastic. It's lovely. I didn't know Darna Zoruri. Me, I remember the first segment, hmm. which is directed by Sajid Khan, which I like. Oh, it's and all I, different directors. I thought it was like no, no, no. RGV. Darna Zoruri hmm. was. Different different directors. Okay. It was one was Sajid Khan, one was Praval Raman. Sajid Khan was, as in houseful Sajid Khan. Yeah. Okay. He did. That was his first directorial thing that he ever did before Hey Baby. What's the first one? The t- cinema the, hall. The cinema hall, which has by Tama. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it. Okay. Is it? And I don't remember anything else apart from that. Well, but now you know you literally genuinely put me in the mood to watch Darna Mana. I yeah, I'm, want to watch I'm it checking again. right now. Where is it? Available? Yeah, yeah. No, this it's it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon Prime, nice. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. might not sleep and just watch Darna Mana. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, let's just yeah. watch it now. Okay, yeah, so I mean, these kind of films were like for us. It was like a fresh air kind of thing because we used to yeah. get. Like Sanjeev mentioned, a lot of those. Yeah, Vikram Bhat, Vikram Bhat horror films. Yeah, Raj, 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 Raj,
hey this is the exorcist this is yeah i'm like why would i pay attention to it? i was genuinely scared there is there is, i still remember there's one really creepy image in that when someone's eating a cat I oh the, the, it's there in the ah, film. yeah, yeah. Ah, ah. no i was the one scene the one shot that i remember it's it's not like a god's eye view but it's like yeah. from the from a from an elevated angle hmm. and uh, the the female character ada sharma hmm. he's possessed and she's just running away like this with like moving her shoulders aage hmm. piche i was like what <laughs> i love the actually scared <laughs> Like so that's the only it. but then apart from that it's what phobia and uh, what's the good good hindi films i know is phobia and tumbad is like some other level compared tumbad to everything tumbad is yeah. not yeah tumbad has a lot of things into it it's also yeah. psychological yeah, yeah, yeah. folklore horror yeah. and then st- other stuff i think tumbad has set another standard i think yeah. so people will have to really tumbad is our for version it. of the robert eggers like Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We have, we've we've gone basically without ma- mentioning uh, Eggers, who's who's making yeah. a lot of other but projects. But then, but right? then we we uh, he's making the Northman now. Northman and then Nosferatu remake. Nosferatu, right? yes, which yeah. is what I am waiting for. Nice. Anya nice. Taylor Joy, another That's one. That's my favorite <laughs> Munro like, movie. But wait till yeah. when he's gonna make Nosferatu. So, but Robert Eggers is making that is. So yeah, so we have we had yeah. pretty good many recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like a glossary. Oh, recommendation of like everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Way too many, yeah. In recent times, is this Anurag Kashyap one, who is like a very promising director, but did not deliver. Uh, and yeah. the Water Manager was fantastic, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, then Zoya Akhtar was also very tepid, I thought, and then Karan Johar yeah. was well. Karan Johar, please, Karan Johar. So like, <laughs> yeah. What a way! What a what what a way to end this podcast talking about Karan Johar, right? Okay. <laughs> Uh, lovely, lovely episode. Thank you, Arjit, for coming on for this episode. Uh, please follow, please follow us on Instagram. It helps us a lot at queensdead.filmpodcast. You can follow us on Spotify and share it with friends who'd like to listen about films, because talking about films and listening about films is great. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. It's 4:20 a.m. Because I could, once I'm going to say done now. Zaruri. Done is zaruri. खत्म